Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I've even came across an engineering manager with 200 directed boards. I was like, how on earth can you do that? And he said he's not even able to speak to them. In these extreme situations, I think it, it, it really becomes useful that you have a dashboard. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously. Check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WEARLATECH for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations. So go to RefillFuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code WEARLATECH for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. Hi, everyone. My name is Brian Nickerson. I'm guest hosting on We Are LA Tech, guest hosting for Esprit Devora. We Are LA Tech is all about the Los Angeles tech community. It's a community of entrepreneurs who are super passionate about the Los Angeles tech ecosystem and about changing the world with a lot of our companies. Um, so today's guest is Zoltan Peristegi. He's CEO and founder of Getential. Yep. Um, Zoltan, welcome to the show. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, so tell us, share Getential. Tell us about your company. Okay, so what Getential does is basically providing analytics for your software development. So we take a look at our source code and source code evolution, basically all the changes in your source code, and we uh, display it in a format in a way that it's easy for you to understand what really has happened, who has contributed what, and what were the impacts of those contributions, and if you have anything to adjust in your development or your organization, your teams, we also give you alerts about that. Great. So it's like automation for software development. It's well, or management, I would say, management I, I would say, yeah, that's kind of the vision actually is to, to give you, uh, actions as well, uh, recommended actions to do. And well, maybe in the future, we're also going to be able to change things for you. But for now, actually, uh, we give you, it's, it's kind of like Google analytics. If you imagine that for your software development and your development teams. Gotcha. Google Analytics for your software teams. That's a yes. really helpful, easy way to think about potential. Yeah. And we try to be, uh, well, as easy to understand. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> it's not <laughs> that much easy to understand Google Analytics for, for a beginner user. But if you know it and you know how to use it, I, I think it's it's really useful. And oh, we try to be as, as useful as, as yeah. Google Analytics. I mean, Google Analytics for many, anyone who owns a website, that actually drives their business or should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then that's that's what we believe we're we're also up to, and that's that's kind of our vision is is that you know we want to be as useful to understand what really is happening, and it's on on multiple levels. So if you're a loner developer, I think you can also use it yourself. Like 
if you're con contributing to the open source community, you can actually check how much you have contributed and what was the impact of that contribution. Mm. But if you have teams, if you're managing teams, especially, you can gain multiple insights into like who's contributing what and what are the efforts that that team members are putting into uh, your product, your end product. Mm -hmm. So one one question that comes to mind, and I'm I'm not super technical. I know a little bit, but yeah. um, do you do you need to pick a particular language or a particular code base that this works on? Like, is your market constrained to places where people are developing, or is it for any language, any development? Like, how does that work? Well, we're we're language agnostic, so it doesn't really matter what language you're coding in. Uh, the only thing is that we're actually tied to Git. So as okay. long as you're using Git, uh, we're okay. And it doesn't really matter which Git platform uh, you're you're using. So GitHub, uh, Bitbucket, or GitLab for that matter. Uh, we're all integrated uh, with, 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 with all of those platforms. Gotcha. And so Zoltan, are you an engineer by training? No, no, I'm, I'm non-technical, although I've worked with tech products for the last more than 10 years or uh -huh. 12 years. Uh, but I'm non-technical, although I, I, just as you said, I mean, I, I've worked... Uh, with tech products, but I'm not, I, I do not code. Okay. And so do you, you have co-founders in yes, the company yes. as well? And yeah. they're technical. Yeah, they're technical. Yeah. It's uh, the whole idea came about actually from uh, developers. So that's kind of our, our, our motto as well to say like from developers to developers. Yep. Uh, it's kind of started out as a self-development, self-development tool uh, that rolled more into then towards like understanding who's what's what the contribution of people are so maybe it could be a recruitment tool and then we uh, quickly figured out that actually this can be an ongoing continuous tool that teams could be using to um to look at look at how their teams are developing mm -hmm. and so how many do you have one co-founder two co-founders uh, one co-founder yeah his name is christian uh hi christian <laughs> <laughs> hey christian and so um share a little bit about if you would kind of your journey to this space right so um, you've worked for a number of other tech companies and kind of what, what, what was your journey? What are some of those companies and what did you learn that kind of brought you to potential? Yeah. So, uh, well, I guess the, probably the most important, uh, company to mention here is Google. So I've, I'm from Europe, actually from Hungary originally, I moved to LA about a bit more than a year ago, actually. Great. So, and, uh, sorry uh, about the weather out here. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hot. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I used to live in uh, Barcelona before, so it's not that okay. much different, yeah. actually. So, <laughs> anyway, um, so Google was probably the biggest uh, brand out there with uh -huh. regards to to tech. So I've been a country manager for Google in Hungary, the first employee actually. So learned a ton actually going through setting up a Google office in the country from scratch. Wow! And uh, building that for the first like four years. And then actually I moved into the area of marketplaces. So first I founded a, a C2C marketplace, like a horizontal one, like imagine a Craigslist. Yeah. And uh, then based based on that, actually, in Hungary, it was yeah, that, that was that was still in yeah. Hungary. Yeah, that's uh, the market leader by now, actually. And uh, based on that success, actually, I've joined the management of a global one of the biggest global marketplace operators. Unfortunately, they're not active in the U.S., so nobody really knows that company. But it's called Shipstead. It's a uh, and I didn't just uh, uh, <laughs> make up the name here. So that's actually Shipstead. a Nor Shipstead. Yeah, yep. it's a Norwegian company uh, that operates from, uh, uh, well, it's around 25, 30 countries around the world. And the closest one to here is actually Secundamano in Mexico, which is the market leader 
uh, horizontal marketplace in Mexico. So in, in many countries, but from Brazil to uh, France and Spain and many other countries, they operate marketplaces. So going back to your original question, actually, um, I've been working close to tech and working with developers a lot. And I've always had this, like I usually I had a trusted relationship with my CTOs, mm -hmm. uh, but still, you know, I, I never really had an insight into what's happening. Of course, like working agile helps a lot. And then, you know, in the daily standups and, you know, you, you have all sorts of information, but it's all kind of opinions and not really the facts. And, and mm -hmm. what I think potential gives you is, is really the facts. Mm -hmm. So when I first heard about, Uh, Christian actually uh, working on something around understanding uh, source code evolution. I was like immediately drawn into this mm, idea of like yeah. let's let's look into this and let's look into who could use this. Yeah, that that's so true, right? And and being a non technical customer, as I assume yep. you were um, internally, it sounds like you were you you were hearing opinions and trying to make decisions perhaps as the on the business side and wanting more facts to help make those decisions right yeah and i i yeah. guess i i'm not alone in, in those shoes sure. uh one of those situations is actually when you outsource development when you actually need more information and you're just given a number of hours that you're invoiced from month to month and you actually see some output but you're not sure whether that effort was really put into that And another situation could be when you're actually investing into a company, when you want to mm. do a tech due diligence and understand like who are the key contributors and, you know, what technology is really being used. I think potential can also come handy. Gotcha. So that comes to mind. There's almost an analogy. What, what potential is doing is like blockchain. Uh, sort of in terms <laughs> of a, in, in terms of a source of truth of, Yeah, I mean, what, what what is what is really interesting is that actually there's no time limit. So you know, even though you uh, you um, just sign up for potential today, through all the GitHub history or the Git history, actually, we we take a look at everything that's happened. Uh, historically, and, yeah, historically. So oh, basically. Wow. You know, you can't really uh, give a story that's not the truth because it, it's going to come to surface. Sure. That's <laughs> very, very powerful. Um, and so so you guys are still, you guys are finding product market fit now, right? Where, where's, yeah. Share where the company kind of so is in terms of... So we have users, but not customers at this mm -hmm. point. And uh, open source, I mean, we're we're supporting the open source community through providing potential for free for public repositories. So mm -hmm. anybody listening now can actually... Uh, go to potential.com and just take a look at your own open source public repositories for free. Uh, obviously, our model will be that those developers actually do work for some companies who will have private repositories, which we're going to monetize. So mm -hmm. we're we're working with users, uh, open source developers at this point, some companies, uh, mainly from the open source community. And uh, we're, we're, I would say, more learning in, in learning mode right now, not really uh, in, in monetization mode yet. Mm -hmm. But we're in a couple of months time, I think we're going to go and, and uh, really start selling to customers and signing them up. Sure. Paying customers is always, always a new frontier. Um, so can you share, uh, just for folks, potential? how do you spell that and how can people find you? Yeah, it's G-I-T-E-N-T-I-A-L.com. So getential.com. GitHub.com slash getential <clears throat> would, yep. be, would be the best place or on Twitter or whichever social channel. I think we're not on Snapchat, but... <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. 
Um, so do you think the journey of starting a company is obviously very interesting? And a lot of folks who listen to the show are, are entrepreneurs in particular to the LA ecosystem. Um, and finding product market fit in the early days is yep. one of the like hardest pieces, right? Like how do you find that customer who has not just a little bit of a desire for your product, but like you're solving a burning need. Mm. I I hear that from what you're doing. And even just, even though I know you're, you have users and not yet customers, but I, as, as being a non-technical uh, recipient of that information for a long time in my career, mm. I, this is like, I'm like, oh my gosh, how can I get it? <laughs> um, but how do you, who's, who, do you have a hunch so far of, is it, is it an investor who's doing due diligence that is, has that burning need? Is it? Um, um I, yeah, I, yeah I, I would say that we have, yeah, we have traction from many sides at this point, yeah. but, um, mostly I would say that what, where I've seen the traction so far is, uh, is technical leads or CTOs. Mm-hmm. Um, especially who work with distributed teams, because if you have yeah. your team in front of you or in the same room, you probably will hear and see what they're doing. I mean, you're probably going to be uh, even pair programming with them as, uh, at at some point or a couple of a uh, couple of hours a day, or you know you have more insights. But if you have distributed teams, or actually, I've even came across a manager who has two hundred direct reports. I mean, I didn't want to believe that, <laughs> but. It's it's an engineering manager with 200 directed boards. Jeez. I was like, how on earth can you do that? And he said he's not even able to speak to them. Yeah. So wow. like in these extreme situations, I think it, it it really becomes useful that you have a dashboard where you see and you 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 know many of that of the information that we're providing actually is available if you go into your logs and you know, uh, investigate yourself. But you yeah. know, what we're doing is actually displaying it very easily and, and uh, uh, conveniently for you. Amazing. And so do you see this, will this be a subscription service? Do you have a pricing model in mind uh, now or are you still trying yeah. to figure that out? Yeah, we're still still trying to figure it out actually because obviously it's, yeah, we're, we're thinking about a subscription-based uh, like a, a SaaS uh, model here. Uh, but some of our potential customers actually will require on-premise solutions, so mm. we're trying to trying to go towards uh, cloud solutions for now. It's, it's probably going to be easier for us, especially when we're still changing the product a lot. So we're mm-hmm. adding metrics like every week now and uh, and changing some metrics as we get and gather the feedback so i would say that we don't have a pricing yet but it's probably going to be uh way way less than the value that you can that you can take take out of it i mean especially if you like the the anchoring i usually use is like how much value does a developer create for you and then like the second like fallback option is how much you're paying that developer so we're actually going to be even just asking for a fraction of the of the monthly pay of the developer. So you can imagine how much you can actually gain by using such a tool. Sure. Or I'm thinking of the person who has 200 direct reports <laughs> who probably can't do much of anything right now. And then all of a sudden with with potential, yeah. you know, is is all of a sudden tons of that person's time is freed up. And that person is not cheap, I'm sure. Yeah, and one, one, one thing we're, which which is a particular situation which can be very important, I think, especially in today's market, is what we've actually like reverse engineered the situation. And one of our users' case is that a, a team member has actually left in the in the developer team, and uh, we actually looked at the uh, the behavioral patterns of that developer. So we actually believe that we we can give you alerts when one of your developers is less engaged, less mm. collaborative. So actually there is kind of a danger of losing that team member. 
So, you know, we can give you a flag or a yellow or red flag to, to the manager to sit down with that person and have a discussion. Sure. We will probably not know for sure that that guy's going to be leaving. At least we don't have enough uh, data points at, uh, at, at this point in time, but we're probably going to get there in the future. Sure. Uh, the, the other use case that comes to mind for that is if you're, if you're a company looking to hire a developer and you know their previous yeah, you have sort of a, a a true source of truth in terms of their code development. Yeah, yeah, that um, that that can also be a, a use case. Yeah. yeah, so like you know we can like usually like in the in the interviewing process, uh, I mean they will ask for your your GitHub um, account nowadays. Uh-huh. I would say, and you know what can what the hiring managers or recruiters can do is actually just even if the recruiter is non technical, they can actually take a look at potential. And then ask some intelligent questions about their projects. So like, what has happened here? We see that your output has decreased over the summer of this year. Like, have you been uh, working on a project that was not so motivating for you? Like, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. it's it can also be used as a recruitment tool, but that's not our focus at, at this moment. Gotcha. And so Zoltan, are you, are you the evangelist? Are you selling the product? Um, I would say, I mean, it's, it's such an early stage where we're six, six of us in the company right now. So I'm kind of like doing everything that's, that's, so (laughs) selling, evangelizing, uh, you name it. Yeah. And so do you think CTOs, is that sort of the, the target customer at this point or? Yeah. CTOs, engineering managers, I would say are where we, where we found the most like traction and, and, and vibration, I would say. Um, but I mean, we have some project managers as well. So it depends if you're outsourcing and you're, you know, it's, it's a huge business risk on your side to, to outsource. You want to know more about it. I think potential can be very useful. So, but, but primarily I would say CTOs and engineering managers. Gotcha. Um, and where in LA are you located? So I'm in Santa Clarita, uh, which is not, I think, mostly uh, known for its startup community, which is really interesting. So it's actually like kind of like starting out now, like the, there's a first co-working space being established. And Interesting. It's uh, it's a new and up and coming. I mean, they I think they even named it. Uh, I think it's Silicon Ranch. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's funny, but I mean, it's uh, so it's not with horses. Uh, <laughs> it's not not your typical Santa Monica uh, startup environment, I would say. Uh, but it's up and coming, and it's actually very good to be uh, to be able to uh, to contribute to to this growing community. Yeah. Um, so you, so you mentioned, right, you're, you're from Hungary. Yeah. Um, and have obviously spent a lot of time running businesses all around the world. Yeah. What, why LA? Like what brought you here? What, what is particular about this community, um, for potential for you that, that, um, inspired you to start potential here? Um, well, I would say that, you know, there's also like a, a family story to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so funnily enough, I've actually spent three years of my childhood here. So there's a, there's a little tie that brought me back actually to LA and also my uh, wife actually is a researcher at USC. So that's also kind of a, <laughs> a magnet to, to LA. But also I think that um, the growth that I'm also seeing already and expecting to happen here in LA is, is something that really makes me uh, want to stay here and, and contribute to this community and not you know go up to the Bay Area where mm-hmm. I would say it's like the typical saying is like, uh, you know, you want to be in the Bay... 
what's the saying is like small fish in the big ocean or, right. or big fish <laughs> in the small pond. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I actually prefer uh, uh, this community compared to, compared to uh, to a more established one where where I see more growth. Sure. And are your your other team members also located here in LA or distributed? Or? No, we're actually distributed. So so the uh, the developers are uh, back in Hungary. So that's kind of a way to oh, uh, cool. decrease our burn rate. Sure. <laughs> Um, and so is there anything about the LA community that has been helpful to accelerate your growth so far? Um, whether either, uh, you know, companies, specific entrepreneurs, specific resources in the community, yep. anything you can point to that, um, cause we have a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, some people are from LA their entire lives. Other people are new to the city or relatively new to the city like yourself. Yeah. I would actually like to give a shout out to the tech sparks team. Uh, I don't know if you heard about them. They're in Pasadena. Yeah. Are they uh, part of Disney? No. Is that okay? No, actually this is uh I think it's 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 kind of a non-profit uh thing they do is uh, uh basically it's like a startup community they're organizing in Pasadena and I've actually attended a couple of their events. Uh they do like uh pitch practice sessions mm. and feedback sessions and they actually also like uh, do like uh, pitch competitions. Mm-hmm. So uh I found that actually particularly useful and also uh I mean they they really been helpful for me with uh in in my first couple of months and you know like pointing me to to a couple of people so so they're called Tech Sparks and they're in Pasadena. Where in Pasadena? They usually have their meetups at Cross Campus in Pasadena. Gotcha. Okay. And the um Pasadena side of LA has really been uh, a burgeoning community. It's been around for a long time. The startup yeah. community there has been around for a really long time. Earlier in my career, I worked for two idea labs companies um, yeah. and this whole notion of kind of the accelerators and, and uh, uh, you know, kind of um, starting multiple companies out of a single thing was Bill Gross started that like 10 yeah. years before it even became a thing <laughs> in the rest of the, the, of the, of the country. Zoltan, how about, are there other LA tech companies or talent that really inspire you or impress you? Like what other parts of the community yeah. excite you? Uh, I would say in in general, um, I'm I, I mean I'm you previously asked about blockchain, so I'm like kind of like especially having a marketplace background. I think you know where identity and the transactions are 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 like key to making uh, the product work. I think so. That's kind of why why I would say that blockchain is one of my my passion areas. So I really like to follow what's happening around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, one particular startup actually that I would like to give a, a shout out to is, is actually, I think they're here in Santa Monica where we're recording this. They're called Ernie. And okay. what I really spell, spell that Ernie, E-A-R-N-Y. Okay. And, uh, what they do is, uh, basically, um, uh, they give you, and I think it's, uh, it's like cash back for your purchases. So, okay. um, if, if. The uh, if the price of the particular uh, product actually drops after your purchase, you have kind of a purchase protection, just like many credit cards offer. But it's all automated. And what I really love about it is actually that you know you just sign up once for this product, and this is like you know my my UX uh, kind of heaven is that you sign up and then you know it it earns you money <laughs> forever. Without wow. you even touching it, so you know th- these kind of or this kind of product is really what what I love is when you you don't even really need a user interface, although they have an app and I'm pretty sure they have a website as well. Um, but that's kind of my 
my my my goal uh, with with all the all the user interfaces is basically you know is is not to have one because it's, <laughs> right. you know, that's that's the best when you don't have to interact with the product it just works on its own yeah. in the background and you know you just earn money they also make money i think they keep like 25% of all your uh your uh returns but you know it's like it's it's good for everybody and you know you just forget about it so so um good luck guys <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that's that sounds great and it sounds like with potential that like the, the that possibility exists right like People yeah, can that's, use the tool and just yeah. just their their code is being developed faster, which means they're earning. Yeah, that's kind of the I would say as I as I said, the vision that yeah. you know we're we're gonna be able to get there. Uh right now we're taking baby steps and only uh developing it to the level of Google Analytics. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> only to Google Analytics. Yeah. yeah. Um and so do you think in terms of funding for the company, is is this gonna be a VC backed company, an angel backed company? What's what's kind of your vision? Uh, in terms of the financial structure of the company? Um, well, we're just about to open our, our first fundraising round. So we'll see how this goes. Actually, we really wanted to wait until we have customers sure. uh, on our platform. That always makes it easier to to get money <laughs> if flowing into the company. So, uh, well, I actually honestly don't know whether it's going to be angel or VC. I mm-hmm. think we're probably going to start with, uh, with an angel round mm-hmm. and then we're probably like a uh, second or third round. I assume if everything goes well, which will, I'm pretty sure, uh, <laughs> then we're probably going to be speaking to VCs at a point. Yep. Makes sense. So any chance of seeing Larry or Sergey in, uh, in your round? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't heard Hopefully. them. <laughs> I haven't heard them. Uh, um, or they haven't really reached out yet. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Google Ventures could be it could be an option for sure. Yeah. And I'm, there's kind of a, like an ex-Googler network, which is sure. about to be organized or about to get organized here in L.A. as well. So and they are they're also putting together syndicates so i think yeah there there is a chance <laughs> and and could a company like a facebook or a google or a snapchat one of the big massive players could they amazon right could they use potential maybe not in its current format but is that is that a potential customer down the road yeah i think so yeah, yeah. sure i mean uh, of course yeah i mean We're, someone with tens of thousands of engineers right this this could be million hundreds of millions of dollars of cost savings if they yeah do it I, I i definitely see that happening although of course right uh, right now that would be a nightmare if they would just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah here we go here are it's a good problem to have <laughs> repositories like a ten thousand repositories here you go so yeah we're of course we're we wouldn't be able to scale right now but uh yeah that's that's kind of the uh the goal is to like you know there is about there are about i think 50 million developers around the world today. And that number, even though there's AI coming, mm. I think that that number is still going to increase. So in the next couple of years, it's still going to increase by 50%. Yeah. So there's always more uh, developers that companies want to hire than uh, they're actually coming out of university. So I think this market is going to grow. So that's our expectation. And yeah, we're, we're going to be scaling as, uh, as our customers need. Gotcha. Makes a ton of sense. Um, so Zoltan, one of the things we like to ask uh, of guests on the show uh, is what, if there was something that you would want from the community, um, what would that be? Um, well, I'm still actually um, relatively fresh. Uh, as, a, as, a, as I still see myself as a fresh transplant into the LA uh, ecosystem. So 
I would say that, you know, if, if you know anybody uh, who could use or who could find potential useful, I mean, an intro would be highly appreciated and especially here. So I'm pretty uh, big about lean startup. So I actually mm -hmm. like to sit with clients and customers and users and, you know, understand their needs first before we would integrate. So, yeah, I mean, a personal relationship would really help with, uh, with, with the potential users. Gotcha. And right now people can access potential for free. So it's yeah. um, for other startups or entrepreneurs who are cash constrained. Now might be the time to get you, uh, get your attention before. Yeah, before I, I, I would say so. Yeah, of yeah. course, like right now, I mean, if, if you, if you come, you know, you, you can, you can take advantage of, of our full product offering for free, even, even on your private repositories. So it's like now everything is for free because we're, we're just beta testing. Uh, but for the public repositories, it's, it's going to remain, uh, free. So that's, that's kind of the plan. I'm not saying forever, but yeah. you know, that's kind of like for the foreseeable future, <laughs> we, we plan, uh, to, to keep it that way. Well, great. So Zoltan, how, how can people connect with you? How can they find you? How can they find potential? Yeah. So potential is potential.com. If you want to contact me personally, uh, it's Zoltan. So that's Z O L T A N at potential.com. Um, and spell potential just one more yeah, time. Yeah, potential is G I T E N T I A L T I A L. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> dot com. com. So that's it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, that's actually my last name, which I'm pretty sure you're going to find in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes. It's it's a Hungarian name. Yeah. That's yeah. a Hungarian <laughs> name, which by the way, I learned that it's Basque. So it's, that's kind of a region in Spain uh, where I, yeah. as I mentioned, I lived and I actually just figured that out when I lived in Spain, that it means the son of Perez, which is a Spanish, very, very common Spanish name. So uh, at least that's what I've been told while living in Spain that actually I have a Spanish or a Basque name, which I never knew until I moved to Spain. So funny story. Interesting. Very cool. Well, thank you Zoltan for being on the show. Thank you for having um, me. Yeah, really appreciate it. Um, so this has uh, been Zoltan Perestegi of Gatential. Uh, and with that, we are a wrap. Thank you. Thank you. We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash We Are LA Tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.